Cultural Theory and Understanding of a Misspelled Madman Podcast. I'm your host, Samuel. And Hallball and Killhall. I hope you enjoy Season 4 of this podcast. Hello, guys. I'm back talking about stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I just posted the newest episode that I was supposed to post last week. I completely forgot about. Technically, 
One, he saved all these girls' lives, to be fair. But he saved... um, He saved, uh, I think her name is Gamma and it's Beta, which are the main two fighting over stuff. Gamma's just... Just petty as hell. And she's used the slime to modify her body too much to where she looks hot and awesome, but in actuality, she's a flat, she's flat-chested and, like, she's, like, probably a like a little bit less than an A cup, if not just an A cup, which is fine for a normal person. But yet she is also like five feet exact or a little below five feet with like an A cup. And she hates that she's shorter and small chested than all the other fucking girls inside of inside of uh, the entire organization. So she so she physically makes sure so she she mentally and subconsciously makes sure that she has bigger breasts or is just bigger breasts as beta and makes sure makes sure she's as tall if not a little bit taller than beta just because she's she's doing it out of spite out of greed and out of pure pettiness Pure pettiness. <laughs> and Beta is just a novelist who just wants to get in his, in his uh, get get his pants. But he, she goes about it in like the most roundabout way, and says she all she does wants to do is stalk him and and write everything that happens into a novelization of what's going on in his life. That's all she wants to do. (coughs) (coughs) And then there's a girl that actually is good for him. But she's a little obsessed in the wrong direction in the sense of... um, In the sense that... She doesn't listen to him when he's actually trying to tell her something unless he's in shadow form. Then she sucks up, but then she still doesn't listen all the way. (laughs) And she has yet to receive her numbers yet, but she just joined the organization last episode. She's also a princess, but now she's no longer a princess because she just killed her her father in front of the cult, in front of the entire crowd, and now is a convicted felon. <laughs> and the only way she did it was because it was a mercy kill because her father was literally suffering by poison and mind mutilation like fucking hell. You could literally... You, you can physically see it on his face and the animation and the detail that they put on him and it's sense like he was suffering he was desperately trying to tell her his daughter to run away he finally messed up enough courage or the perfume was being blocked enough the father could say I forgive you and with those words she says thank you father and kill and just trip beheads him. Completely ruining all the cult's plans all completely. And then she runs away with the help of Shadow. And then he has this epic bat oh that hasn't happened yet. I'm a too far ahead. I'm too far ahead. I'm too far ahead. Am I? Am I too far ahead? I think I'm too far ahead. Fuck! I'm too far ahead. Ah, where am I at in the anime? I can't remember. Fuck! (laughs) I can't remember. Does the fight, does that fight happen in the anime yet? I can't remember. No, it hasn't happened yet. Ah, I'm an idiot. I'm too far ahead in the manga. Damn it, I spoiled. I spoiled! 
No! Oh well. Hopefully, hopefully, you guys. Hopefully, it happens. Hopefully, it actually happens like it did a little bit longer because that actually went pretty good. That was an awesome scene. Those were awesome scenes. And the next arc is just going to be amazing. I hope, I honestly hope this continues, but I I hope the art, the animators and the artists, and the, and the uh, translation guys and, the, and all those the other guys, I hope they get their the money they get like the money they need be, to survive and a little more than that because they are did a tremendous job with this. I love how they did all this. They even got the animation and the art styles right in the sense of the characters and stuff like this. Unlike in Snowblade, I'm purposely messing that name up because the animation studio clearly did not read the manga or look at the design from the manga or if they did strictly read the novel I have no idea because I'm not going to fucking read it I clearly can tell that they did not properly do it because they are clearly skipped they clipped and just the third episode they skipped three arcs give it that one of them was not necessarily necessary but they skipped important details that was background information that, that was actually helping design the world. And they relied too much, too much on character types that they basically are rewriting the entire show. And fast forward motion to where it looks like completely different from what the actual story is. Give it... I'm not too much hating on it, but I'm still like, come on! I honestly, I still need to go back and fully watch all of Bob Psycho 100. I've seen the first season dubbed and sub. I haven't seen any of the second season, and I haven't seen any of the third season. My brothers both tell me that the second season is really good. I need to finish watching both seasons. But I want to go. I sort of want to go back and just rewatch all of it together, all of it dubbed, because I seen it first dubbed and then I watched it subbed, or watched it subbed and dubbed, or whatever. And I definitely want to go back and rewatch um, *The Grace of the Gods*, but. Gosh, the studio fucked up. The studio is so fucked up. Oh my fucking gosh. The latest episode, they zoomed into the faces too much. Uh, they, they punched in the camera way too much to where it was basically a meme face. Meme face. M-E-M-E. -E, face. Just plastered on the fucking camera. And it's a stereotypical Chinese man. In the sense of slit eyes and stuff. Of course, the, of course, the fucking Japanese people are gonna do that. The idiots they are. Um, but they did not need to punch in the faces of every fucking person that was talking. It wasn't until the last bit of that episode that they've actually finally punched out of some. They literally like it was like, a, it's a scene of like two or three people talking and all of a sudden for an expression, they didn't want to show body moves. They wanted to show a smile or a bad, plain look on somebody's face. So they punched in so far that all you could see was literally the facial features of a, of a, of a you know how a smiley face looks? And they say, you know, like you can only see eyes and a mouth? Basically that. That's the only thing you could see of the character. You couldn't see head gestures. You couldn't see hand movements. You couldn't see any body movements or anything. And they said if they were fishing with their feet or something. They were all sitting at a dinner table. And they fucking, and the fucking camera decided to, oh, oh, 
I want to punch in so far that I'm basically shoving a fucking camera in the person's face to where you can't really see what the fuck is going on. Because they were being lazy. That is fucking lazy work. I understand you're cutting corners and shit, but you already had the fucking design behind them. Or beside them. Or on the other side of them. You just wanted to be lazy and not re-show it. Because before the punching on the camera on the character, you, the clear, they were already, they showed a full, almost a full size, if not a half size, like, punch in. And they didn't want to show it again. They suddenly punched in so much, and it was just a fucking face. I love this series and the, some of the dynamic. But the problem is, is that for some stupid reason, the studio decided to be a fucking batshit idiot, or whoever the director was, did not listen or did not think clearly enough because they did not do a very good job at all on the camera work for this fucking series, at least that episode. Because the episode before... Oh, not to mention, I hate... I'm okay with it a little bit, but I honestly do not like that they keep swapping to the lazy version of of what's going on now in the sense of person reading letter and it's in the other person's voice and all this. They're literally doing that every fucking episode. At the beginning and at the end. What the fuck? I understand little girl said that I I want you to write me like every day or whatever or often, but are you are you serious? It's literally every day. Why? Why is it every day? episode, they just basically show what a car is or how to make a car and how to progress technology but the problem is they, it's basically foreshadowing for the next episode because they basically show it they basically set up the premise for the next episode or the quote next arc that he gets himself into which is basically going to be derby racing and it's soapbox derby racing in the sense of gravity cars, but it's magic in the sense that you use low power gear magic on a gear system to make the car propel forward. But the problem is, is that either they, the design for this technology is really so brand new that it's, it's, it's popular enough that the people actually have a fucking derby race and nobles and merchants sponsor these cars for this derby race. The problem is, is that why the fuck did nobody think to increase the fucking speed or think of using this in any other capacity? It has a history of every, almost every hundred years or whatever that a reincarnation person comes into that world. So, what the fuck? How did nobody think of... I don't know what the fuck's going on. Not to mention, the story plot did happen about him wanting to make himself a katana And he mentions his father and a little sad story and stuff, but the gods are not even mentioned. They have one brief encounter with them, with just the creation god. But the problem is, 
the gods got in trouble. The three gods you meet in that series get in trouble with all the other gods. <laughs> because apparently the main character accidentally snitched and said that they went to tour the his his air his world <laughs> to give him updates. And he accidentally let it slip. <clears throat> And the creation god, who's not really that powerful, tells all the other gods, which in hence basically gets that, basically gets, <laughs> which basically gets him in trouble. That gets, gets those three people in trouble. I guess I'm going to end it there for today, guys. See you later. Okay, guys. I just got done uh, watching uh, the new uh, Sword Art Online movie. It was better than ordinal scale. It was basically taking more characters from the light novel and actually putting them inside of an actual narrative. We see the person who actually got Asuna into the game of Sword Art Online. We get to see the beginning of Laughing Coffin. We get to see um, what looks like it could be the beginning of the Swords of the Round Table or the Red Cross or whatever that, that guild is. Asuna belongs to that we see it in here in the beginning. You know, the first uh, part of the first season of SAO. Um, I watched it dub. I give it about a 7. 6.5 or 7. Somewhere like that. It was, it was pretty good. Um, it was, it's all based from, it's all based inside of season 1. Before they split up. In a sense, they actually never actually split up. Um, we don't get to see the red-haired guy from the from the from the anime. In a sense, the, the guy with the bandana and the red hair who's a samurai, uh, who's sort of a noob. Stuff that we see being taught at the beginning of the, of, the, of the first episode, he's not in this movie at all. And we, we do get the black guy, Igneo, and his boys, and basically his party, the guys that he always runs with, who are a group of heavy hitters. And, um, and then we get to see a couple that we get to see who's, um, Forgot exactly where they are later on. I completely forgot. I almost completely forgot. I think we see them in a later season. I forgot where. 
Japanese food uh, restaurant that was close by. I ate, I ate with my cousin and I watched the movie with my cousin. He gave it a 7 2. Also, he gave it a 7 out of 10, also. So it was nice. Too many things to carry inside of the house. Gotta come back outside. I got spicy udon and tempura chicken. Very good, very good. Overall, here we go, disparents. Had fun. We'll do it again. Post last week.
come out Monday. Probably not going to come out, come out until a couple days later. certain translators do it in like big batches which I, which I appreciate but I'm also like no because it overwhelms me one story I actually wanted to continue in the sense I wanted to see where it, where it ends up but it's at a point where it got to a point it was like in the middle of a battle and I caught up and I was waiting for the next next week or next month or whatever however the artist does it and then all of a sudden it came out and I'm like oh okay and, and I was like and I was catching up with it and all of a sudden next thing I know I forget about it for about a week and then all of a sudden I am like a hundred chapters behind and I'm like what the fuck and then in, the, in a, a different one, I, I just lost interest in the story because it got it got to a point. It's like okay, I fit he, I finished the story arc for one plot, and he's working on he's he's almost he's almost done with the next plot. But the problem is is that it's extremely intertwined with a third plot. Which was brought up like an extra arc, which was brought up a, a checkpoint ago. The death skeleton that gets respawned every once in a while. became part of the uh, Black Card Merchant Guild. Black Card Merchant Guild was not, which was nice. And then story plot sh should have been for uh Shadow, I'm also reading the manga on that. 
right now the story plot for uh, the anime just reached the point in the sense that he's about to go into the vampire story arc in the anime but they showed a scene that wasn't in the manga at least whenever, where, where I'm reading at or where I was reading to um, they didn't show the, the training camp area they didn't show her getting into training but the the animated portrayed it a lot more heavier and put her and showed her into put into training and I'm like what okay and I'm like oh my gosh I can't wait till she knows the secret I can't wait till that character knows the real secret that the boy she loves Sid is actually her the other boy that she absolutely loves, Shadow, are the same person. Are literally the same person. Because in the, in the manga, near the end of the vampire arc, which leads into the next arc pretty well, is that the... Uh, portrays it in the sense that they, she gets to the main training camp area and uh, she gets stripped naked you don't get to see anything which is very good I love this series they are not about the, the fan service in the sense of too much blood all right, too much skin they might as well show they might as well be all skin because they're basically Basically, every single girl on that show is basically naked, except for a very thin slash protective layer of slime, which is controlled by their own mental and uh, subconscious brain with the slime suit. <laughs> and so basically, all every single girl there is basically naked. But... In the sense of context, no, they're not naked. <coughs> and, uh... Because in, in the manga, near the end of that a vampire arc, number 666, which is the girl that we meet, which is the princess that kills her father. It's in the story. Don't worry about it. Uh, basically, her father's being mind-controlled controlled by, by an evil cult. And he, he finally breaks out of the mind-control enough to where she... He says, "I forgive you, and I'm sorry." And she's and she, no, with no hesitation, she stabs him in the heart and bit, or cuts him off his head. However, which way you want to save it, she killed him. And and then she runs off. And her only other attachment to the world is Sid. And her only reminder of Sid is the fast food wrapper paper that she still has in her pocket and it starts floating down in front of her face and, right before, and she started reaching out to it and all of a sudden the, it gets slashed to pieces in front of her eyes and then she lets down lets out this this a really visceral emotional wail and I mean wail of cry wail wailing about and sobbing about it not knowing Sid is shadow and shadow is Sid But in the manga, we don't see that part. We just know she went to go training. And the next thing you know, the next thing you see of her is that she's back. She's at, she's on a training mission with Beta and for intelligence gathering. And she... And C 
Sid's sister is in the tower looking for Sid, thinking that he's at the top being sacrificed, but no, he's at the he's at the he's at the treasury area trying to get as much fucking money as he possibly can, so he can support his own self without having to rely on his uh, own organization. Six hundred and sixty-five girls that he's that he's has that he has saved from this plague and is now in his organization. <laughs> and, 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 and his and the first pick in the sense of who actually gets a actual dibs on him is Alpha. <laughs> And we also find out in the manga and in the anime, in the sense of the audience darn like, what? Alpha's uh, sister, like direct sister for elves, is the war goddess Beatrix, who he fights in the competition over the crowd for a massive awe-strucking, whoa! But in the anime, they don't put it in, they don't fight in the Colosseum. They do it. They do it a notch up. They fight. They start in the Coliseum a little bit, and then they go on top of the Coliseum, and then they start fighting all over the fucking city. And I'm like, whoa! Now that's a good aspect of of assets and the sense of of just animation. The budget was awesome. That's Eminence and Shadow is the name of the anime. Yes, it's an isekai. Yes, it's an overpowered one. No, it's not a... a, Yes, it's technically a harem. No, none of the girls immediately fall for him like crazy. No, the boy does not want to get have sex and be a fucking perv hound dog all the time. And no, he doesn't want to be the main character either. And... He doesn't realize he fully predicted the actual plot for the entire fucking world since the before he even got there by just rephrasing slash re- exactly saying what was happening in a quote little fairy tale book, but also what his actual knowledge is, and. He's saying it as like a story, a 
a fairy tale or, or just a myth, a story, a kid's story and stuff, and this in the sense of that. And he says it in this overdramatic fashion in a chibio stage in the sense of, oh, uh, oh yeah, this is exactly what's, what's happening. This is why it's happening. And he's saying it in that way, in, the, in a dramatic way, in the sense of it's like, this is fact. After he just saves Alpha, a nice-chested, beautiful blonde elf. And and <laughs> and he he says this to her. She takes it so literally, and the audience finds out. Oh, it's act, all he said is actually true, like to the tooth, to the teeth, to the tooth to the point, to the hair, to the pin. All of it's true of what he said. And it's one of those serendipity, coincidental moments of him not actually know what the fuck he's going, what he's actually doing, but somehow it leads to the correct action for the moment of what's actually happening in the world that... <laughs> that... <coughs> that makes his entire group of harem girls group harem fangirls that be like oh fuck (laughs) be like oh fuck all this is true and we are actually fighting all these cults and stuff and he's not realizing at all 100% even though the guy he's fought literally say to his fucking face that they are from the evil call and all this other stuff they're like oh these people they're acting very good I really like to fucking kill all these people just because their their commitment to the bit is very good like what what (laughs) the audience is going to be like what the fuck's going to happen next (laughs) and all he's wanting and all Sid's wanting to do is just be over dramatic in the trivial stuff and, <laughs> and also and also pull up all the uh, and pull off all the cliches that's all he wants to do is he wants to pull off all the cliches and one of the cliches he tries to pull off it doesn't happen because he's too fucking early so he goes back to the treasure room to get coins, and he overloads his weight limit. For some reason, he hasn't thought of spatial storage yet. Which I'm like, that's the biggest oversight. The biggest oversight is that he's not thought of the fucking space of spatial storage yet. What the fuck? He's got atomic energy power, and he hasn't thought of, and he hasn't thought of spatial storage yet for like an item box, like. Dude, what the fuck? (coughs) Anyway, yeah, that's where I'm at on that part. And I'm reading a manhwa... That's 400 and something chapters. And I'm like on chapter almost 200 and something. Almost 300 and something. And the main character finally got with the first girl. They've, they've, they're engaged. They finally had sex. And I'm like, yes! And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about the second girl. And the second girl no, 100% knows... Because her power is invisibility and going through objects like walls and stuff. So she knows 100% and and has slightly watched and has been up all night. The the night of just crying to her pillow and stuff because she's slightly heartbroken that she wasn't chosen first. Even though she knows she was not the first one 
and that she is more of the the combat type than the girl he chose, who is a production type. These are witches with magic powers and stuff for this world. And I want to see... I haven't got to the point yet, because I'm predicting in the, in the story, but I haven't got to the, that point part of the story yet. But I am predicting that the uh, that the girl named Nightingale, who's the girl that didn't get choose off the bat, is going to either find another lover or talk to um, talk to Anne the girl who got chosen and see if she can also get married because they're in like a medieval area where nobles can have multiple wives and he's going to become back to become the king anyway and he, even though these girls can't technically get pregnant according to their biological manifestation or whatever, I guess. And, um... Oh, and for my birthday, for my birthday present, I got, uh, for my buddy at work, she got me uh, an Asuna uh, pop figure bobble, uh, a pop, pop, uh, Asuna pop figure from SAO. And I already have the cure to one, so now I have the, now I have one of my favorite couples. And now I just need to find a... Um, Yuki, uh, a Yuki figure, and hopefully it'd be the right size for for in between Asuna and Kirito, and then I have the whole family. I know Leafa's out there, but I don't want Leafa. That's the sister. I don't want the sister in the mix. Oi. I'm still waiting for my mousy figure so I so I can my mousy plushie so I can take a picture of it with uh, Melody. And that'll be it for now. Talk to you guys later.